The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of you. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the butt rockers here in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authority word of god glad that you guys have joined us this morning if you'd like to check us out online please do so sons of liberty radio.com and also sons of liberty media.com in fact if you're listening by way of red state talk radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show that's right you can see the face that's made for radio head over to sons of liberty media.com and uh, you'll see two videos at the top of the screen there the one on the left is bradley's show from saturday two hours worth of bradley dean if you missed him and you want to catch that you can do so up until three o'clock this afternoon at which time he'll be live in that little area if he's not there'll be an education video that's 
That's the way I'll leave it because I don't, I don't know these days. There's different things that are going on. But uh, either way, Bradley Dean will be there in some form or another on the left side of the page. On the right side of the page is where we are. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got, and then uh, click on the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Join us in the chat on Rumble. Love to see you over there. we got some friends over there as well as some other platforms. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Also, before it's news.com, top of the page there, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, number of Facebook pages that bear my name, um, Twitch, Real Tim Brown, and Twitter for whatever that's worth, the Real Tim Brown 2. Leave off the end off the end of my name, put a number two there, the Real Tim Brown 2, and you can pick up the stream there as well. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Uh, that goes out once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern time usually. Uh, sometimes it'll go out a little earlier, but usually that's when it goes out, 7 to 8 <clears throat> uh, in your inbox. And uh, you get one of those a day. So please sign up for that. That helps us get away from some of the censorship, even though I know they're doing it even through the emails. They're censoring emails now. Uh, they have been for some time. And letting all the spam in, <laughs> which they used to not do, letting all the spam in and not letting their stuff go out. So anyway, uh, for whatever that's worth, Please sign up for that. And then also, uh, on, if you want our ministry email, you want to know what's going on in the ministry of the Sons of Liberty, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sign up right there on the front page. There's a link for that. And then finally, if you would like to help keep us out there doing what we're doing, there's a button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com for a donation. You can make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, guys, we really do appreciate you very, very much. We really do. Uh, you're you're the ones who keep us out there. Um, I've got two short videos before I bring our guest on this morning. Uh, this one I ran across, I, I think it's a couple of days old, but you know, it's like everything. Not everybody sees everything. We're not God. <laughs> we just, we don't. Um, but uh, this is a guy, I, and I don't know them, okay? Uh, I know who the Atlanta Hawks are, <laughs> but I don't know who Bob Rathbun is. Uh, but here's another guy. Very strange, just like all the others that we've seen, news anchors and you know, weather people and all this other stuff. I, I want you to check this out. And what gets me is the guy who's talking beside him doesn't even realize what's going on. This is, I think this is about a 15 second video. It doesn't even realize what's going on. And for you who are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, the guy just starts to drop his mic uh, right beside the guy who's talking. And as he does that, he, he kind of, I don't know, looks like he just zones out and begins to shake. And it's not until the end of the video that the guy talking actually realizes, hey, there's something wrong with Bob here. Take a look. Wow. That's pretty amazing. And you, and you said it right. Poise for a kid this young, 19 years old, come out on the floor each and every night. And he feels like he's belonged. And here so he goes. He starts shaking. He's dropped his papers. Really good first half of the season. And the guy looks at him like he doesn't get alarmed at all. He's just kind of looking at him. Uh, maybe he got alarmed a little bit later. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting there going like, wow, dude. I mean, this is going on on live television. These people are, this isn't, you know, you might would see this once in your lifetime as it, you know, up until the shots came out, you might see something like that once in a lifetime. How many videos have we shown of people? who are in broadcast media, who've experienced this same kind of stuff, just falling on the floor, they're standing up and they just crash. How many times have we seen that over the past year or so? 
It's been a bunch. It's been a bunch. This is another one. I just want to play this one. Uh, put an article out on this on Saturday so you can check it out. Remember Event 201 came about a month before the convids started out there in Wuhan? Yep. Where uh, Bill Gates and, uh, and his gang of thugs <clears throat> were simulating, um, you know, how a coronavirus would spread and blah, blah, blah. And by the way, when they did that, John Hopkins, who had the death map, you remember that thing from the convids, we did a story on that where we said they were predicting 15 million people dying from that. Okay? And the Mockingbird media and their bought and paid for self-appointed fact checkers, I call them slack hecklers, those guys came in and said, well, that's not true. They didn't predict anything. And so how they cited John Hopkins was, we didn't make any predictions. No, you didn't use the term predict, but you did build a model which predicted what your inputs were that you put in. So you see how they're, they're, they're saying, oh, you used the word predict. Well, prognostication, what is that? You know, you're giving a prognosis. You're, you're putting the information in. You're wanting to see how does this develop out of how it's done, been done. They did it. Well, now... Bill Gates, John Hopkins, and the World Health Organization has just simulated another pandemic, and that's what it is. Take a listen to this. Officials in two Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region, Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been 500 Sears. You know what a seer is, right? Mm -hmm. reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic if early containment and mitigation efforts are not successful. In other words, we lock you down real quick. In this type of situation and trend, uh, would be a risk for the global health security. Pandemics are inherently political, financial, and so much broader. We have not spoken on the leadership in country. And I think that we need to be also very careful. We cannot decide a lot of things without the leaders be involved and agree on that. There is no substitute for national leadership. It's important to support the local response or the national response. Training those that are in these areas first, enabling them with the tools, protecting them, and if needs be, regional solidarity first. At this stage, communication is key, and communication should include not just scientists with data, but also social, religious, and political leaders. Trust. This is an essential issue, and trust was broken among countries, between populations and healthcare systems, between healthcare systems and governments. I'm very sorry to say that in uh, 2025, we need to strengthen the health system. WHO needs to be a voice for the voiceless. No one is safe until all of us are safe. As of today, there have been an estimated 1 billion cases worldwide, with more than 20 million deaths, including nearly 15 million children. Countless millions are alive, but left with paralysis or brain damage. The most successful countries are those which invested in preparedness and trained for this moment years in advance. 
This included having full-time pandemic preparedness and response teams, which conducted detailed operational planning and routinely tested those plans through exercises and drills. If more countries had participated and heeded the guidance, the toll might have been much less. Oh, the propaganda. Speaking of children, now they've turned out uh, the, the convid shot for uh, babies and those five and under. So this is a propaganda piece. That's exactly what it is. Most of you guys who listen to the Sons of Liberty will know that. It is a propaganda piece. That's all it is. And uh, here's the thing. The one guy in there said there is no substitute for national leadership. Oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. There is no king but King Jesus. That's it. That's the substitute for your national leadership. It's called decentralization, and it's called people self-governing themselves under the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's the alternative. And I'll tell you what, I'll take my chances with Jesus every day because the Bible tells us, as I've read out of Psalm 91, over and over and over, if we hide ourselves in him, he is the one who protects us from your fake pestilences. He is the one who protects us from your terror. But we have to hide ourselves in him. And if we're unwilling to hide ourselves in him, then we're open prey for anything. It doesn't matter what your national leadership is, because let's just go back to the convids. What happened in that? Well, they brought out all this stuff. They brought out the shots and all. And now we're seeing numbers of people dying and injured that have dwarfed whatever they labeled to the convids, which, by the way, they were sticking everything, motorcycle wrecks, automobile accidents, everything they were labeling COVID. And they came out on television and told us, remember Dr. Burke? She tried to step away from that, but we played the video several times where Dr. Burke says, we're just labeling everything convict until we can sort everything out. And they didn't sort it out. They left all the stuff in there. So be aware, they've already told you they're looking for this winter to come, this dark winter to come. We're in the midst of that now, and just like in 2019, they put out their little scenario, and you can bet they're going to ramp it up. And I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm just going to tell you. I think it has to do with the invisible enemy, if you will, the 5G introduction. Because apparently there are different phases of 5G. It's got a long range of bandwidth that it can use up and I'll guarantee you they're going to ramp it up in certain areas and that's where we're going to see the that's where we're going to see their pandemic for the seers okay that's what we're going to see then all right so this morning though we're not talking really about that these were just a couple of videos of the weekend I gathered I wanted to share them with you in case you had not seen them some of you have uh, thank you for bearing with me as I play those again but many people haven't so I just I want to kind of throw that out there all right this morning We've got a very special show, and it's going to be one that requires action on our part, mine and yours. And to help me with this is my friend Eric Hughes-Jones. He's out of New York, and we've had Eric on a couple of times. Good morning, Eric. Great to see you, man. Hi, Tim. Am I coming through okay? Yep, you're good. You're coming through great, man. And uh, it's good to have you on. Now, Eric, I, I did not I, – I looked in my email inbox. I did not get whatever the young lady was supposed to send me um, regarding what's going on, but I do have – your uh, text message here and what we've got, what you've alerted me to. Um, <clears throat> I, I spoke with Eric the other day 
what we've got him up here like this. This is, that's not working too good. That doesn't look good, does it? <laughs> we, I spoke with Eric the other day just to kind of see how a mutual friend of ours was doing. We got to talk, and he says, "Man, I, I got this thing going on up here, and um, there, it's a real serious situation. It's a family situation, and we need to get the word out to people early Monday morning because the court's going to hear this lady's case this morning." And everybody listening to me, if you have a smartphone, if you have a computer, uh, or if you have a regular phone, for that matter, I think you can probably get in on that even with that. But this lady needs some support. And Eric, what I want to do is I want to turn it over to you, and I want you to kind of lay out the story. Take your time and lay out the story for people so they understand just how serious an issue this is. This is not just one lady. If they're going to do this to her, and we had Ann Elliott on from the New York City uh, CPS twice once this past week on thursday and the thursday before that and she was talking about how they how cps went around taking children uh for all kinds of stuff you know uh pedophiles for uh ritual abuse and all all kinds of things and <clears throat> it isn't just that that's a problem there are issues that happen within prominent families as well and this is one of those kinds of cases can you tell people a little bit about this story about this lady who was committed uh, when she was trying to get her kids back from a, uh, a prominent attorney there in New York? Yes, I can tell you about that. Yes, it's a very, it's a very sad story, and it seems to be uh, a, a pandemic of child protective services and related agencies basically trafficking in children and using the system to kidnap children uh, in an effort to, for the most part, make money. Um, through the Adoption Incentives Program, which is a complete debacle and a mess, um, it has nothing to do. It, it has nothing to do with finding homes for poor homeless children. It has everything to do with ripping children away from their families and trafficking those children off to foster homes and making a ton of money for every child that they can take from their home and put into the adoption program. It's called the Adoption Incentives Program was put forth under the Clinton administration. Of course, the Bush administration, those good Republicans came right in with their no child left behind and similar, similarly, you know, fueled that same system where there's a financial incentive and big money to be made by the courts and by the agencies uh, for taking children from their homes. It's, it's a regular money-making business. It's nothing more than, uh, you know, having a financial interest in kidnapping children. Um, so this woman in, in particular, her name is Elizabeth Harding Weinstein. She's married to a very powerful attorney that works for one of the top law firms in New York City, one of the biggest law firms in the world. They do all the huge litigation and they're very powerful. Um, one of the, just to give, just to give people kind of an overview of how the system is stacked against this woman from the get go. The husband that she's in the dispute in a custody battle with uh, works for this law firm, and one of the other guys who works at the law firm, one of the other partners, is married to the chief justice of the New York State Supreme Court system, Janet DeFiori, and so he doesn't have far to go to to bury the the witness, so supposedly suppress the truth, win custody of his children, even though he's got an unsavory record of dealing with children. Let's just leave it at that. She's accusing him of pedophilia. I cannot prove that the man is a pedophile. However, when 
the woman in question, Mrs. Elizabeth Harding Weinstein, brought to her husband's attention and an activities that were occurring at the private school their children were attending. The school was encouraging the children at, the, at, the, at that school to go to a website called Movie Star Planet. And Movie Star Planet is, and people can go online and research this themselves. I'm looking at a video right here, right now on YouTube called Exposing a Pedophile on Movie Star Planet. And it appears to be a well-done video by a young lady who's exposing this. So uh, it, it's a place where children are being groomed and identified for and interacted with by pedophiles and people who are looking for children. Their motto, apparently back in 2013, their motto was love and dating for children of all ages. That's love and dating for children of all ages. And I know this is getting really un- disgusting and very unsavory. And I'm sorry to, to get to lay this on to people first thing in the morning here. It's not my favorite thing to talk about pedophile networks grooming children, but you know, this is the unfortunate truth, the unfortunate place we're at. Um, the ramifications of many people in this country and, you know, us included, our parents, grandparents, and et cetera, going to sleep at the wheel and allowing this to become so ingrained in the legal system that when a truth teller comes out like Mrs. Weinstein and says to her husband, you know, the school is teaching our kids to go to this movie star mm. planet website. It's very unhealthy. It's very unsavory. Uh, the husband's response was, you're, you're an embarrassment to the family, honey. Let's just uh, lock you into a psychiatric hospital, use the power of his law firm and the power of his connections with the courts to keep her there. Now, right now, so let me bring you up to date as to where this woman is. She's been in a psychiatric, she was fighting for custody of her children. The husband used the court to get a restraining order against her. Uh, she wasn't properly served. And when she put a balloon on the windshield of the car, apparently that was too close to the children and they uh, arrested her. Uh, for a ba- uh, wait, 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 wait. For a balloon on the car? What? Yeah. Yeah. She had, she had, there were two little goofy little things, you know, little signs of love for her children that she, that she exhibited. And that was enough to violate the restraining order. Oh, I've heard restraining orders violated for much less, Tim. It's, it's unbelievable what the ramifications of having a restraining order put on you are. You can't have any contact with the children. You couldn't get near them. And so she, you know, gave them a little, you know, just a little message with a balloon on the car. And that, that was enough to violate the judge's order. Incredible. Incredible. So, so they put her, they, they took $80 million from her. They put her out of her house into the street. So okay, she was basically let's, sleeping in. Eric, let's take this one at a time. Okay. So she's, she's been busted here because she simply, she wasn't near the kids. She just put some balloons on there to let them know that mom loves her and is thinking about her and this kind of thing. She's busted for that. Right. Then they take $80 million, not $80, not $800. They take $80 million from her. How are they doing that and why did they take it? Well, they're try- they do- the how is because he he's works for such a powerful law firm with such intimate connections to the court system that they he can get anything done. I mean, he's a high-powered New York attorney. He's got his buddy down at the law firm is married to the chief judge of all the New York state courts. They have got everything locked down. So, and why? Because she was starting to touch the periphery of this elite pedophile network 
that's uh, that that's pervasive throughout the government, throughout the law firms, throughout the media. We know how deep it goes. I mean, mm. the whole Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein, and I haven't even asked her if her husband's related to I Harvey was gonna, Weinstein. Yeah, I was going to say, Eric. One of the things though that that I'm asking about this is, and I, I you know, um, the Constitution doesn't enforce itself; it's words on a piece of paper. That's what it is, right. and it's up to the people to enforce it. And, but the Constitution has a Fifth Amendment that guarantees you don't get your property stolen, and money is property, even if it's debt money, it's property. And to have it taken, I guess I'm asking, I understand they do it. What is their basis for taking your money? And then we'll move on to the next thing that you said that they did to her. Keep her quiet, keep her poor. If you can keep people broke and, and worried about where they're going to get their next meal, they're certainly not going to have much uh, ability or credibility, uh, you know, in the eyes of the community to, 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 to garner support for her cause. Right. But, so, but, uh, you know, but I'm she, asking, what is the basis that they, that they set that they said, Hey, we need to take this lady's $80 million. What did they say they were taking it for? Was it because she hung some balloons on the car? Is that part of that whole thing? Well, no, and it, it, it's an overall plan to okay. destroy her financially, morally, gotcha. emotionally, um, physically. Uh, you know, part of you know, she, you know, she won't be able to hire much of a of a legal assistance now while she's broke, and they've cleaned her estate out. They've got her in a guardianship because she's at the psychiatric hospital now for several months, remanded by the court. Now, keep in mind, this woman has not had a psych evaluation. So when she was ordered to take one by the court, she said, I'm not mentally ill. Why should I take a psych evaluation? I don't need one. I'm not going to take one. And she was smart to do that because once you get in the office with those psychiatrists, yep. they're going to come up with some bizarre diagnosis that's going to make you look bad. They're going to call you paranoid delusional because you think your ch children are, you know, having, you know, interactions with pedophiles. And, and, you know, you think that the movie star planet's a pedophile grooming network, which it is. Uh, you know, and of course, demonize the truth teller to suppress the truth, attack the messenger, do not address the message. So when her message was pedophile network, very wealthy husband using his power to suppress, you know, that was, uh oh, you know, they go into steamroll, what I call steamroll mode, and they'll just do whatever they want to do, regardless of whether it's legal and lawful. So in this case, when she was ordered to take a psychiatric evaluation and she refused, the court deemed that as in a, in in incompetent to stand trial, you're going to a mental institution. Now, I've interviewed this woman, and we're going to hopefully post something in her own words sometime in the next maybe 48 hours. Tim, you can maybe we can post this at your uh, web presence so your listeners and followers can hear this woman in her own words. But I can assure you, after multiple interviews, many hours on the phone with her. She's perfectly sane. She's perfectly normal. She's a mother fighting for her children. She's very intelligent. She's very well-spoken. She's right. She's synced into the point. She's got brilliant legal strategies. She knows about motions and ex parte actions. And she's got all kinds of legal knowledge because she's married to one of the top attorneys in New York City who now betrayed her. So, um, so after refusing two psychological evaluations, uh, and allegedly violating the restraining order that was unlawfully put against her after being run broke and out of put, taken out of her home and put out into the streets. She was locked up, remanded by the courts for simply for refusing the psychological evaluation. That was enough for the court to say, you're, you're mentally ill. Uh, you're going to the psychiatric ward and you're going to be held there against your will now for several months 
And today at this morning, in about, uh, what, two or three hours, at 10.30 Eastern, there's going to be a hearing where she's going to be basically fighting for her life. The, out, the, the state wants to, and the court wants to lock her up in this psychiatric hospital for another six months and forcibly medicate her as well, which means if she says no, they often tie you, strap you down to the table and forcibly inject you with the needle at which point she will be appear to be mentally ill because people who once they get on those antipsychotic medications, uh, they start walking around in circles and staring at the floor, and she may you know appear to be mentally ill after they drug her. So and that's their that's what they want to do. Once they can get those drugs in her body, she, you know they can give her the appearance of being mentally ill. She'll you know be slurring her speech and she'll be you know staring at the wall and doing these other things that are simply ramifications of the forced medication right now she's fine brilliant woman very very uh, polite and to the point you know your typical suburban mother you know wealthy suburban mother um simply battling for her children and this went really bad so now the husband is using his power to to silence her by locking her in it now of course if there was a criminal charge you know some they'd be they'd be going after her in criminal court if there's a criminal charge let's let's talk about that in a regular court but there's nothing that they have to to grab onto to to identify her as really being a problem or any type of you know danger to herself or others so they just buried her away in this psychiatric hospital called Rockland Psychiatric Facility it's in New York boy and you ought to see we can do another show maybe another time but we'll go down the rabbit hole of the money J.P. Morgan got the contract to rehab all the buildings at this facility. Uh, they're putting in a data collection center, which I find very interesting application of a former psychiatric hospital. They're not, they're not devoting it to the mentally ill or feeding the hungry or housing the homeless. They're putting up a giant data collection center run by J.P. Morgan, our favorite banker. Uh, and um, apparently these data centers use so much electricity that it, it's five times what a normal what a normal town or small city would use just gets consumed by these data collection centers. And guess who's getting the contract to build all these centers? The electric companies and their subsidiaries. <laughs> so you want to talk about a self-feeding machine, the whole thing's corrupt and it stinks to high heaven. But our objective here today right now is to get as many people as possible to be courtroom observers for this woman's court appearance today, Monday morning at 10.30 Eastern. Now, she's in Rockland County, New York. We're not expecting people to travel there. There is, there is a provision for a virtual... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we lost Eric there. Yep, okay. We're going to see if Eric will call back in. Somehow we lost him here. So Eric is getting to the nitty-gritty of where you guys can help and uh, we'll repeat this at the end of the show. But for those of you in the video, uh, on the video platforms, you already have the link. You've got the passcode that you can go to. Uh, and I'm not sure if this is like a Zoom link. Some of the, the governments are using something different than Zoom. I forget the thing I had to use one time earlier this year. But <clears throat> I'm going to give it to you. So if you've got a pen and paper, I'll give you about five seconds Get that, and you can write it down if you don't have it in the video chat. If you need the link, the link is in the top of the description of your video chats, okay? But here's what it is. 
It is Wowza, W-O-W-Z-A. Okay, let me bring Eric back in here. Uh, it is Wowza. Okay, hang on, hang on just a second, Eric. I'm giving this stuff out. Wowza, W-O-W-Z-A dot N-Y-Courts dot gov forward slash virtual court. And that is a capital V, capital C, virtual court, all one word, forward slash new, that's all in lowercase, forward slash S is in Sam, T is in Tim, dash, J is in Jesus, D is in Delta, nine, forward slash S, T, dash, J, D, nine, dash, one. And you're going to need a passcode to get in. And that passcode is, oh, I thought I put that in the other part. Sorry about that. The passcode is one, two, one, two. Passcode is one, two, one, two. Again, wowza.nycourts.gov forward slash virtual court, capital V, capital C, forward slash new, forward slash ST dash JD9, forward slash ST dash JD9 dash one. And again, if you guys didn't get the chance to write that, go on our Rumble channel. You'll get that. You'll get the link right there. Uh, it's in the top of the, the video description. And all you need is passcode 1212. I'll go back in there and I'll try to add that back in. But Eric, welcome back. I, I don't know how we lost you there, brother. Oh, I know how. I'm sure the enemy doesn't want <laughs> out there. I don't think I'm not. That didn't surprise me at all. It kind of surprised it didn't happen sooner. Anyway, let's get it out while, while we can. Yes. So, Tim, you just gave out that. Some people, yeah, go to Tim's channel and get the link. There's a link where you can just click on and go right to that uh, nycourts.gov virtual proceedings and then the passcode to get into Elizabeth Harding Weinstein's case today is 1212. That's 1212. So we encourage people now, the people, you're not taking any risk by showing up. You don't have to say anything. Uh, you don't, uh, I, as far as I know, you don't have to announce yourself or anything like that. Um, we're all coming in under Marie's uh, account there. So it's everybody's kind of covered by that. Uh, you'll have some anonymity. And so I, I, I hope people aren't too scared to show up. If we don't hang together, we're going to hang separately. That's we're right. just asking for observers. You, you don't have to talk. You don't have to comment. Nobody's going to interrogate you. It just, it's, we need as many numbers there as possible. Even if you're not, you know, interested in this case, if you're interested in freedom, uh, you know, show up for this case. You don't even have to listen. You can put yourself on mute and you can go about doing your morning chores and at least be there, have your number show up. If we can get some area codes, showing interest from different states all around the country. Um, that court's going to, going to, you know, they're going to be much more likely to do the right thing and let this woman out of the psychiatric right. hospital where she can fight for her children on a level playing field, um, rather than having the deck be stacked against her and all these, because when you're in a psychiatric ward, you know, you don't get a computer, you don't get to do any research. She can't file any documents. The documents that she's attempting to file, the staff at the psychiatric hospital aren't taking those documents to the court like they're supposed to and file them, you know, on her behalf because they don't let her leave the room. So it's, it's really unfortunate. So she's having a very difficult time and she's got brilliant legal strategy. She knows how to file documents. She knows how documents are structured. She's, she's married to an attorney, top attorney in New York city. You know, she knows about the legal system. So she's able to operate within it. 
if she has the resources to do so. And she's being denied all these things. It's like beating up somebody when they're down. It's like a, you know, a big guy beating up a little woman. It's just the whole thing is unsavory and disgusting. And, you know, I thought it very telling that when she said, Hey, Hey, you know, to her husband, Hey, you know, the school is sending our kids to movie star planet, which is a pedophile network uh, and encouraging that the kids go there for love and dating for children of all ages. You know, the first thing out of the husband's mouth was not, oh, geez, you know, let's look for a different school or maybe we should homeschool or maybe we should, you know, find, make other plans or at least address it with the school staff. Nope. Honey, you're an embarrassment. Just shut up and sit down Incredible. and let's just let things keep going. Yeah, that tip, that shows me presence of guilty mind on the part of the husband. Mm. The fact that he's not willing to come forward on a show like this to tell his story is also very telling. So, but rather than, you know, get into the whole thing about who's the pedophile, who's not, the bottom line is this. The woman's not mentally ill. I've interviewed yeah. her for multiple hours. She's not psychotic. She's not delusional. She's not bipolar. She's not manic. She's not schizophrenic. I can tell. I've, I've dealt with cases like this many times before. And it's a pattern. Lock up the truth teller, usually the mother, because they're, they're you know at a disadvantage with resources, especially if the husband is a powerful person in the community with a lot of money. And connections that makes a, a very important uh, impact, you know, because he's got the, he, you know, he's got the friend down at the law firm who's married to the chief judge. Yeah. Hey, buddy, can you ask your wife there, the chief judge, <laughs> to just make this sweet and simple, you know, throw you a hundred grand over Christmas in an envelope? Yeah. No, and no conflict of interest there, is it, Eric? <laughs> no, I know, of course not. So anyway, the judge who locks her up in a psychiatric hospital, Rockland Psychiatric Facility. Um, is a municipal judge. He's not even like a mental health judge or a family. It's a municipal town lackey, a, a, a the lowest level. I mean, a traffic court judge locked her in a without any psychiatric evaluation. Simply her act of refusing the psychiatric evaluation was enough for the courts to say, mentally ill, lock her up. And now it's going to be, if this goes bad today, it's going to be another six months for her. That means she spends Christmas New Year, all winter in the psychiatric facility with with crazy people who are who are dangerous, with pe with people who are sick, people who may really need to be in the mental institution. She does not need to be there. Uh, you know, no Christmas dinner, no Christmas with the kids, no family, no freedom to run up to the store. Uh, a crappy GMO food and abusive staff that are that are making her life as miserable as possible, refusing to file documents for her in court. Refusing okay. to let her access to a computer, refusing her access to her cell phone, nothing, no texting, mom, no friendship, conversations with buddies. Yeah, total nothing. isolation. Yeah, total isolation. Uh, Eric, and, let me let me let me ask let me let me pose some things here and ask some questions because one of the things that we started hearing a lot about after the whole Sandy Hook incident was this idea of mental health. And I am a proponent that says mental health is not under the purview of government, that they have nothing to say right. about mental health. I mean, many of them are mentally ill. Let's just be honest. Many of them, according to Romans 1, have been turned over to a reprobate mind. That's why they support some of the things that they support. And if we were to really mm -hmm. do some psych evaluations, frankly, we should be taking independent doctors that we know as the people and we can trust who don't go along with the pandemics and stuff like this and evaluate some of these people who represent, who are said to represent us uh, and then start locking some of them up. But the fact of the matter is 
That is not the purview of government. And I warned the conservatives who were getting on that bandwagon about mental health, about you know, putting oh. more cops into into schools. You know, my my goal is let's get the kids out of these public indoctrination centers we call public schools. That's my goal. But if you're going to at least have them, quit infringing on the rights of the other people who work there to protect them. But I said you need to be careful about this mental health thing because what they're going to do is they're going to use it against you. And as soon as you yep. cons- as soon as you consent for them to overstep their bounds in this area of mental health, you were talking about mental health judges. Again, I asked the question, where does government have the authority to determine whether or not I'm mentally healthy or not? And and what you know, what is the purpose? Their purpose is to determine whether I did an evil deed, and that's according to God's moral law. Have I done an evil deed? Do I need to be punished? It isn't this even the thing of saying, well, I don't think he's competent enough to know whether or not, you know, he did this or that. That's irrelevant. What's relevant is, did you do the deed or did you not do the deed? And if you did the deed, yeah, were mm-hmm. there circumstances where you were pressured into that? What You know, I mean, I think people can understand certain things, but but even that it would be that it wouldn't it would be to determine whether did you premeditate this thing or was this just a thing that happened, you know, somebody blew up or whatever. But it's not to determine whether you're mentally healthy or not. And I think this is where they are, they're starting to go in. And this lady um, is a prime example of what they're doing here. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the same thing that happened in the Soviet Union. They use the psychiatric system to lock up uh, people who have differing political beliefs or personal beliefs that they don't like. And it's insidious because it's, it's just no different than the enemy we've been supposedly fighting for the last hundred years. We've become that very beast system that will lock up its own people. And That's of course right. they have their quote unquote experts that they draw from, which are nothing of the sort. And they all have a conflict of interest. All these experts and all the people that work for the agencies and all the psychiatrists and psychologists and et cetera, and right down to the staff that keep the floors clean and the food coming. They all have a vested interest in this. They lose their paycheck and their pension if they don't have business. But, you know, it's a money-making operation. We found that uh, in California, so and it goes for the same way pretty much with the psychiatric institutions and the jails. It was, it, it was, it was. They were charging. They were, they were, char- they were billing. The, the facilities are receiving roughly ten thousand dollars a day per inmate, and it costs about two to $300 a day. I think the number was $275 a day to actually house the inmate and feed that, that, that inmate. So there's 9,000, you know, $750 being made every day on every in profit on every inmate. So it just pays for them to pack these mental institutions and the jails as full as possible. And you're right about the Republican, the, the Republican governor candidate for governor Back four years ago, uh, when it was when uh, Rob Astorino, the Republican, was running against Cuomo, the Democrat, the Republican Astorino's uh, out, out, outlook on the gun situation was, well, we need to just address the mental health issue. Well, one uh, one out of five uh, children are at risk of mental illness. First of all, no, they're not. That's a ridiculous number. Twenty percent of the children are not at risk for anything. They're at risk for government interference. Uh, maybe, that's right. That's about it. And yep. so, so he was pimping. He was pushing that uh, mental health thing, you know, and p- going right back into the hands of, of, of the Democrats. There was really no difference. Now, 
Of course, now the Republican candidate for governor this past election, the one that just lost Zeldin, his big thing, his big commercial on TV was uh, my first, when I get into office, the first thing I'm going to do is declare a state of emergency, a a state of a crime emergency, you know, so great. So we go right from the COVID Democrat lockdown, state of emergency garbage, right into another state of emergency with the Republicans but they're going to call it a crime emergency instead of a COVID emergency. They just changed a few letters and we're going to have the same, same thing. So that's why it's just absolutely insanity to keep going, running back into the loving arms of the Republicans and expecting that that political party is going to save you. That's right. Uh, It'll never happen. That's right. If anybody's got a party that they belong to, which I think is absurd to begin with. Why, why do we even have political parties? I mean, it's a party. It's a game. It's a scam. They're partying on our freedom. That's right. I mean, look what the, what the words they're using. So, I mean, we need people to run. This, this is why when Trump ran as a Republican, right from there, from the get-go, I knew it was going to be a loser situation. Yep. Why was he not running as an independent? That would have really told me that he was something outside the establishment, outside the elites. The elites don't hate Trump. The elites love Trump. Come on, preach it, brother. That's right. That's right. Not every time I heard him speak about something controversial, he would be asked a question. And what was his response? Well, we got to check with the lawyers. We got to see what the lawyers say. And so with the lawyers say we can do it, then we can do it. But we got to find out first. Why do we even have a president then? Why yeah, dummy. He, country you know, let's yeah. let's let's not get off. I, I'll tell you, Eric, let's not get off on Trump because we can take a whole hour on that. Uh, and I, I'm yeah. like you. I want I wish the people who support Donald Trump had that much passion to go into this uh, virtual meeting here for Miss Weinstein. I, I wish they had yeah. that much passion because what I was going to say was I hear a lot of people saying they want to take their country back. Now, I'm a good old Southern boy, Eric. I'm not from New York. <laughs> and my country is South Carolina. Okay. Ultimately, my country is heaven. It, it, you know, I'm a citizen of heaven, the Bible says. But my country yeah. here on earth is South Carolina. And I'm not worried about trying to take California back or even New York or Virginia. South Carolina, and in, in, in not even the state, just my local, my county, you know, just the people that I live around, I would like to, to see it more cleaned up, if you will. It's not awful. It's not awful here. I don't want to make it out like that. It's not as bad as, say, New York or California or some of these places. But I want to well, do that. But people say, but people say, we want to take that back. Well, here's how you do it. This is called, you ready for it? Loving your neighbor as yourself. This is the golden you rule. Go. You people want to, who, who want to say, well, we don't buy in that Christianity, but we buy in the golden rule. You treat others. That. Okay, well, this lady needs your help. Are you going to give it? If you were in the situation, you were crying out for help, would you want somebody to do the same thing for you? And so, guys, this is why we put the date, the time, the passcode, the link you can go to in the video description so that you can go and demonstrate your love. Even if you're, like Eric said, doing your morning chores, you can log in, you can be there. There's a presence there that lets that judge know, hey, there's a bunch of people from all over watching you and you better do the right thing or your name's going to be mud. Sorry about that. I just, I just want to interject that. That's excellent points. Now, see, here's the thing. Why, you know, if you're in South Carolina or Kentucky or Tennessee or Texas or, you know, wherever you are, Montana, Idaho, the template for tyranny all comes out of New York. And I apologize for that. We're trying to do something about it as we speak. But so what what comes out of New York 
it's coming for you to a theater near you, so to speak. You can be, there's no, so helping fix the tyranny in New York is, if nothing more, a matter of self-preservation for y'all down south, out west, in the Midwest, wherever you are. Um, if we can nip it in the bud in New York and get some activism going here and let these courts know they're being watched, it's much less likely that it's going to come to South Carolina. But I can assure you, this will come for all of us. And like Tim said, we, we have to watch out for each other. If, 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 if Elizabeth Harding Weinstein locked in a Rockland psychiatric facility, if she's not free, I'm not free. If, if, if I'm not free, Tim Brown isn't free. That's right. If, if, if the guy down the street isn't free, we, we all are not free. You know, it's so this is a, this needs to be a unified battle. And when we, and, and putting all our voices together to put, you know, on a certain entity all at once at pressure points, so to speak, that really does make the system take note. I've been told by somebody deep in the system that works for the government that 200 phone calls, if, if they get 200 phone calls or more on any given issue, that the state attorney general is required to open an investigation, which that's great. Now, will they do anything? I don't know. But the fact that the state attorney general is, is going to investigate, that's a good start. And just that alone, just the fact that, you know, a judge knows he's under investigation or a district attorney or a sheriff or a bad cop knows that they're under investigation is sometimes enough to, to get the results we want, which is justice and freedom. Quick side example of that, a local sheriff uh, here up in, uh, I believe it was Wyoming County. This is in New York State, upstate New York, very rural farming community. The sheriff was pulling, ha- having his deputies pull people over and stealing their drugs and their money at traffic stops. So many people, hundreds of people called and complained that the sheriff had to resign. And there's a new sheriff in town. And so this does make a difference. Don't think that your voice doesn't count or they're just going to ignore it. It absolutely makes a difference. 200 calls is that magic number. So we're hoping to get at least two to 300 people at the hearing for Elizabeth Weinstein today. And if the court sees that it's really just absolutely going viral, so to speak, then, you know, they're going to be much more likely to do the right thing and let her go home for the holidays and, and be left alone to fight for her children on an even playing field, fair and square. If she went win, lose, or draw, she's not, you know, locked in a cage somewhere, denied access to any research material. Yep. So template for tyranny is coming out of New York. So help us here in New York, and that will be helping yourself. And like, like we said before, you don't have to have a direct interest in this case. Just be there to observe. Yep. Ask questions. Make some calls to the players involved. We're going to post some phone numbers to the judge and the and the district attorney and the director of the hospital. Once again, it's Rockland Psychiatric Facility. Mm. That's Rockland Psychiatric Facility. And Tim, I'm going to forward you a list of phone numbers that you can post uh, at your website for people to call if they want to make their voice heard on this. And, you know, ask questions. Why is this woman being locked up? Why is she locked up without a psychiatric evaluation? No psychiatric evaluation, no lockup. Just for her refusing should not be enough for, to label her as mentally ill. I agree. That's really insane. Absolutely. No, absolutely, Eric. Listen, listen, let me let me speak on your behalf. Eric has been a guy um, who has tirelessly given of his time and self. I, you know, the, the one, uh, the scripture says, you know, you're not the, 
I'm going to paraphrase. You don't you don't blow your own horn. You let another praise you. And I, I want to take time to do that. Eric has been one who has fought on behalf of a lot of people, whether they're prominent or whether they're not prominent. And uh, he's slipping the cold. Uh, Eric, I hear that you even slept to the point uh, to where you had to put things in your eyes to keep them open because it was so cold you were freezing. So you have been a guy who has suffered for on behalf of others to help them to give of your time, your talents, your wisdom and things like that. And you're doing that for this lady here. And I just want to put this up here real quick again before we get to the end of the show. And I'm going to let Eric have the final word. The case number is 990-327-22. The website that you want to go to. Now, this happens at 1030 Eastern this morning, Monday, December 12th. Okay, so I'm going to try to get that. I'm going to try to make this my priority in getting it out. So at least it has an hour or two out on the Internet uh, to get it out. Wowza, W-O-W-Z-A dot N-Y-Courts dot gov forward slash virtual court. The V and the C are capitalized forward slash new forward slash S-T dash J-D-9 forward slash S-T dash JD9 dash one and the passcode to get in is one two one two and I uh, this is on the video now you guys have it out there on the uh, the, the 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 radio and I'm going to be there too I'm, I'm going to log in just to be there uh, something said that I want to be a smart aleck I'll be a smart aleck or whatever the case may be but but to call this out that government has no place in this Eric we got about two minutes here I want to give those final minutes to you brother Okay, great. Everybody, if you can show up for that hearing today just by virtual appearance, that would be wonderful. If if it goes the right way and they let her go, <clears throat> praise be the Lord. If it goes bad and they decide they're going to lock her up for another six months, that's when I would like everybody to activate and start making the calls, sending emails, and make a big stir in this case as best you can, spread it around to other people. This is This is touching into the very depth of the pedophile network. By the way, one of the cops on the police force uh, in the town that uh, evicted her from her home turned out to be a, a murder four people with zip ties wound up as a cellmate of Jeffrey Epstein. That's right. Yeah. So th this was, yeah. In fact, yeah. Eric, it, I, I completely forgot that we talked about that. So we got about mm -hmm. 50 seconds here. Now, Carol Ann is asking, are we going to do overtime? I wasn't planning on it, but I would like you to touch on that if you can do it. So if you can hang over for a few minutes, is that okay? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So people, once yep. again, be at that courtroom hearing at U.S. Courts, I'm sorry, nycourts.gov for uh, virtual appearance. You'll get in with the passcode 1212. Um, and then, if, like I said, if it goes bad, refer back to Tim's website, also at my website, courtroomwatch.com. We'll try to get everything posted on this um, and some numbers that people can call to make their voice heard. Please free Elizabeth Harding Weinstein. She's not mentally ill and she's being held in a psychiatric facility against her will to silence her voice. So help her, help her children, uh, do it, do, do it, put up some crowns in heaven and they'll come back to you people. Believe me, if this That's was right. you and it's coming for the Patriots eventually, yep. there's no place to run and hide down South. Help us here in New York, and you'll be helping yourself as well. God Amen. Bless. Amen. Hang on, Eric, and we'll pick you up after the uh, close of the show. Guys, catch us at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Bradley, be with you at 3. Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning at 6 a.m. Adios. 
want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And Eric, you know, I was just going to make it about that. I didn't even know that we would have enough to cover a show. But but people are asking, you know, and Bradley has often said, we want to turn talk radio into do radio. And so the point yep. of talk radio is to, you know, so, I, I don't know if it's organized, but at least give the people a uh, a vision of where, where they need to be active, where they need to be plugged in, how they well, need to stand for one another, how they need to love one another. And what got me was this guy right here. I don't even know. Oh, I can't open this up. Okay. So you mentioned, I, I want I want people, and you can tell us about this guy. I'm going to have to pull up his name again. And we've got several articles on this. Um, let me see if I can just pull it up and give the guy... I don't remember. The, what was the guy's name? Tartaglion? Was that his name? Nicholas Tartaglion. Mm -hmm. He was a Briarcliff yeah, Manor officer. And yeah. he was in the cell with Jeffrey Epstein, allegedly. You can't trust anything these people say. But allegedly he was in the cell with Jeffrey Epstein. This is the guy you're talking about. Just so people understand, you probably remember this from some of the stories. He's this big muscle-bound, ball-headed dude um, who was in there. Before they pulled him out, just before Jeffrey Epstein allegedly suicided himself. So tell us a little bit yeah, about how, how is this guy tied with the lady that the people are going to try to help this morning? Apparently, he worked for the police force that evicted Elizabeth from her home. So it just goes to show you, he, he was one of the cogs in the wheel. He's, and he, these guys are the most to blame. Because without the enforcers, without the foot soldiers, without the Praetorian Guard, without all the executioners, these the corrupt attorneys and judges and el pedophile elites, they wouldn't be able to get anything done. They have to have unsavory, unscrupulous killer cops who are willing to crack heads, beat up women, steal children, do anything for a paycheck and a pension. That's right. The good cops are getting, I've seen this happen. The good cops, and there are some, they're getting put out to pasture. They're getting retired early and the bad cops are getting promoted up the chain of command. So ultimately, as time goes through attrition, you're going to wind up with only bad cops on a police force. So this guy was one of them. He worked for the police force that evicted Elizabeth from her home. And then he winds up murdering four people, apparently, and winds up in the cell with Jeffrey Epstein. No surprise. My, my theory would be that they put him in there to gather information from Epstein, you know, a cellmate gets the cellmates usually open up to each other and they probably got, you know, this guy to, you know, befriend Jeffrey Epstein in an effort to collect information uh, and attitude to see where Jeffrey Epstein was going to go. Is he going to start naming names? Is he going to release the little black book? Is he going to talk? And if the answer is, yeah, it looks like he might be talking or might be coming clean or, might be a threat to the rest of the pedophile network, you know, pull, okay, pull out this confidential informant, the CI, the killer cop cellmate and, and unleash the, unleash the, uh, the executioners. And, you know, of course we all, you know, anybody with common sense can tell that Jeffrey Epstein wasn't what didn't commit suicide. That's right. Was, yeah, was, that's exactly right. On his body was clearly showed that he was, he was killed. He was not, he did not commit suicide. Oh, so, and by the way, let's um, let's just, throw this in, Eric. Since we're going to talk, since we're going to make mention of that, and we're in overtime anyway. And who but, was over? Who was overseeing all of this? None other than the Q 
king himself, Donald Trump. He was the guy in charge of it. He was the guy who gave Alexander his position at the Department of Labor after Alexander went easy and light on Epstein. So for this is why you know I, I keep harping on Trump because everybody knows Biden's illegitimate. They know he's a bad guy. They know he's he's sold out. I don't have to convince people of that. The, the problem is uh, helping them understand other people who call themselves Republicans, who call themselves constitutionalists or Christians, that they are, they are just playing interference. They're, they're like the Washington generals playing interference for the Harlem Globetrotters. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And they're not, they're not representing the people, and they certainly aren't representing the law, which is the main thing. You know, if they represented the law, Eric— uh, your job would be a lot easier, and so would mine. We would have virtually, we would have yeah. nothing but good things to talk about instead of all the bad stuff. But we've got to somehow we've got to get some people's mindset out of that some politician or some political party, as you stated before, is somehow going to save us. It's not. Christ saves us, and He saves us unto good works. Ephesians two ten, and those good works in, include exposing the works of darkness. Ephesians five eleven, and then also helping to bring justice. Because in our society, we don't have a Caesar, we don't have a king. I know people are putting presidents up as though they're like kings, but they're not. Yeah. We don't have that. We have one king. It's King Jesus, and we're to obey Him in bringing justice upon the heads of the ungodly and the wicked. I mean, and that's what we've got to do. I, I don't know what it's going to take to stir us out of that, but I think little things like this where people can say, hey, I can have a part in this. It doesn't cost me much. It cost me some time, cost me some internet activity, and I can have a part in doing something good for somebody else in hopes that God will use it to glorify himself. And maybe there might be some exposure. Maybe there might be some actual justice. I kind of doubt that in our land, but we can always hope that God is going to intervene in that. Well, and we're supposed to self-govern and, and, and be, and be a doer of the word, not just a hearer of Amen. the word. That's right. So, you know, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying a few minutes ago, we have to help each other. We're, we're all in this together. We really are. Um, when, and just, when we see an injustice, we're, we're, I believe we're delegated by the Lord to do whatever we can to right that wrong. That's right. Um, not ignore it, not sub it out, self-govern. Self-governing is stop subbing everything out to Donald Trump. Stop subbing everything out to a school to educate your children. Stop you know, relying on a, the man in the white coat to give you medical advice, the, the person in the coat and tie to give you legal advice, and all this other stuff. We have to self-educate and self-govern. And, and once again, be a doer of the word, not a hearer of the word. And that means stand up for your brethren when they're being oppressed. You know, Jesus, uh, this is an oversimplification, but Jesus, you know, to me was an activist. He wasn't a, Jesus didn't sit around waiting for himself to return. That's right. Which is what a lot of Christians That's right. do. Just waiting for Jesus, you know, he yep. got out, he hit the streets and he got her done. He was feeding the hungry, housing the homeless, healing the sick. He, he, he was really out there in the trenches. And so, you know, if people want to be like Jesus, sitting around and waiting for Jesus to show up is certainly not godlike. It's that's, that's right. the last thing you want to do. Get this, hit the streets, get her done. And so that's why I'm, I've always come and say, you know, here's an act, here's something we can do. Um, a lot of people are going to be on a lot of broadcasts today, you know, big names uh, complaining about the left. Um, you know, ex exposing some more facts about the clot shot, uh, you know, talking about 
how bad the tyranny is, what's going on overseas, this and that. Who but what are they doing? Today? What are they doing? Are they giving? Are they giving it? Are they giving a front to confront? the evil that's there or is their mantra we need a red wave we need donald trump we need ron DeSantis, or or is it hey you really do have the power let's form militias let's form grand juries let's step in like in this situation like here eric that that message is not going out i can assure you that and i think that's where you were going sorry i didn't mean to interrupt oh no that's that's fine um you're exactly right and as far as DeSantis goes i'm gonna hook you up with a woman in Florida, who's uh, a, a retired attorney, a, a disbarred attorney. They took her bar card from her because she was standing up to the court corruption. Her name is Barbara Stone, and she's going to bring you some evidence about Ron DeSantis. Not Ron DeSantis, Eric. Not they, Florida. Oh, he, not DeSantis. He's the good no, guy. He, Don't I, you know I, he's I, the good I, guy? I, <laughs> I almost fell into the trap myself. He is the plantation manager. He is the overseer of all the child trafficking by the courts in Florida. He's not only a former military person, he's a former attorney as well. That's and right. I had the, Tell us about Guantanamo Bay. Why does everybody who's running for political office right now on the Republican ticket, uh, almost all of them either have to be a either a, 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 an attorney or a, a, a military person or or a or a, a famous celebrity like Herschel Walker, somebody who just has nothing really much more than than you know name recognition from something completely unrelated to political freedom. That's right. And so, so we you know so anyway, DeSantis is the overseer in Florida for all the and Florida is one of the worst states in the country for C, uh, CPS stealing children and trafficking them back into the foster homes to gain their money for the from the adoption incentives program. So it's a big, tra it's a big trafficking nightmare. DeSantis is not who he purports to be, which is some kind of, you know, patriot, you know, let's buck the system and fight, you know, against the, t no, he's, he's part of the problem, not yep. part of the solution. He's the controlled opposition. And, and let's Apparently add this, let's add this, uh, Eric, uh, we, we talked uh, <laughs> a little bit about Roman Catholicism. Ron DeSantis is a Roman Catholic. His, oh, al okay. his allegiance, well, his allegiance is to a foreign entity, the Vatican, and the head of that that entity, the Pope. It is not to the people of the United States. So people need to understand something. When you and and you know, Eric, um, I, I think about the Q people, and I think about how a lot of them are promoting that. JFK Jr. is alive. I don't know if he is or not. I tend to think he's dead or whatever, or we would have seen something. But nevertheless, they do that. It was back when his dad, JFK, was running for office. There were a lot of Protestant Christians who took their Christianity serious, who had a serious question about a Roman Catholic in the White House. And now it's no thought at all that a Roman Catholic can take a place in government at all. This is how far we've come. Roman Catholicism, you know, our forefathers taught us that it was, and I'm talking about our, our real founders, the real founders of America, the Scottish Covenanters and, uh, and, and the, the pilgrims who came from England and such. All of them recognized what the Roman church brought with it. It was a religious and political structure. There was no separation. 
the, I was just reading a book that Mr. Wordsworth, by the way, thank you for doing that. I, it's taken me a while to get through it, but it's one, I think it came out of the 1800s here in the States. And the author is pointing out how Austria was being used at the United, uh, to, to infiltrate the United States with Roman Catholicism. And that their right. catechism that, even taught that the Pope is not only head of the church, which he's not, but he's also the king of kings and lord of lords over all of the prime ministers, presidents, kings of the earth. Yeah. And so... He claims... Yeah. 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 I, I just wanted to point out to people that this is where the guy's allegiance lies. It does not lie to the people of Florida. He's lied to you about Common Core. He's lied to you about the shots. He's lied to you about CPS, and those of you who followed me for that year or more where I was covering the, the stuff down in Florida, he's lied to you about those things. Sheriff Carmine Mercino in Lee County, the judicial system, FDLE, the whole nine yards, this boy is bought and paid for by big government. I, I had a woman call me in tears because the CDC showed up in white hazmat suits at her house saying that because you're taking care of your, your, your mother-in-law, you have to take the COVID vaccine or else we're going to rip you out of this house right now. Where was DeSantis to protect her against that? The guy is absolutely nowhere to be found. That's right. Back to the Roman thing. Not one word in our history books about the pilgrims fleeing Roman Catholicism and the tyranny that they lived under and the church of England, because the two are the unified, the same. The Archbishop of Canterbury a few years back read a big statement on how the two churches, the church of England, the Anglican church, and the Church of Rome were now unified as one. Yeah, I of mean, course they that's, are. That's the merging of the two, two of the largest religions in the in the world. So the pilgrims weren't just fleeing England. They were fleeing Rome. They were fleeing that tyranny that was oppressing them, you know, religiously and politically. Because like you said, the Pope does not claim just to be the spiritual leader of the world. He claims to be the political leader of all realms on, the, on, on Earth. And believe me, with two billion... I guess going on two and a half billion members, it's probably the largest single unified organization on the planet. And it's a hierarchy. It's a military organization. The Pope is the king. The, the, uh, the cardinals are all the generals. The archbishops are the colonels. The bishops are the majors. The vicar generals are the captains and sergeants. And the priests are the foot soldiers. This is a military organization. It's a hierarchical, uh, you know, tyranny that, that purports to be a religion. And of course, everything that's coming out of the mouth of the Pope is, is just absolutely disgusting, you know, making room for all the religions to, you know, unify as one. I mean, it's just a new world order, obvious new world order shill. Um, so when somebody like DeSantis or anybody else in position of power takes, you know, owes allegiance to that Pope, to that potentate, to that king or queen, they, they can't simultaneously be loyal to the country. It's one or the other, Jack. It's, there's no, that's right. You can't have d d loyalties lying in two different places. Yeah, isn't You're it just like a Christian, though? The Christian can't have, they can't be loyal to whatever system of government they're under. They can't be loyal to that when that system of government goes against King Jesus. They can't do the same thing. In the same respect, the people who follow after the, the the doctrines of demons that have been put out by the Vatican for thousands of years, and under especially this pope, he's a really, really wicked one, um, they, they're yeah. not going to separate themselves from that either. Yeah, let's, let's simplify it. DeSantis goes into church on Sunday, and he claims allegiance to the pope and his hierarchical 
uh, uh, Roman organization. And then Monday morning, he shows up at the office and claims to have swearing lo- be sw- swearing loyalty to the Constitution and the people of the United States of America, which is it. Can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. And these people aren't just so. Not, so now you have a guy who's not only a military person, which I do not think we should have military people running civilian government. He's, so all, too, he's yeah. an attorney. He's an attorney, so he's a member of a private association called the Bar, which is running the entire country in the corrupt courts. Bad, bad idea to have them. They should not, under the original 13th Amendment, they could not hold office because right. they carried a foreign title of Esquire. That's All right. attorneys, yep. an Esquire is an assistant to a knight who serves the queen or king now that Prince Charles is king and the queen has passed away. We have the king of England. Uh, so you cannot you cannot have your loyalty in two different places. It's one or the other. Is it the Pope or is it the country? That's it right. can't be both. And it's real simple, I think. I mean, I don't. Some certain things can be simplified, and I think that's one of them. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I don't know how we got off on DeSantis, but I'm glad we had that little interaction there. Uh, Eric, here's what I want to do. I want to close out the show, and if you can give people who may be joining us a little bit late a synopsis of what's happened. Uh, the lady in question, Elizabeth Harding Weinstein, uh, Weinstein, mm-hmm. and uh, and then once you do that, I'm going to give out the link that people can go to 10:30 this morning Eastern Time in New York. You can go to it on your computer. You don't have to travel. You don't have to buy gas. You don't have to pay money. You can just click the link and put in the passcode. I'll give that after you give the people a quick synopsis of what happened to this lady and why we're seeking to. I don't know, fill in the gap, stand in the gap for her uh, as a result of that. Go ahead. Okay, so Elizabeth discovered that the private school her children were at, this is a wealthy family in New York City, husband, high-powered lawyer, wife, a good mother fighting for her children's uh, rights. Uh, She discovers that the school is encouraging the students to go to a website called Movie Star Planet. And this is clearly a a grooming website for children to introduce them into the pedophile network. Go take a look at a video on YouTube called Exposing a Pedophile on Movie Star Planet. That's YouTube, Exposing a Pedophile on Movie Star Planet. I just began watching this video. It seems to be well done by a young lady. Uh, The motto of this Movie Star Planet uh, a few years back before they tried to sanitize their image was... Uh, dating, love and dating for children of all ages. Did you get that, folks? Love and dating for children of all ages. So when the wife brought this to her attorney husband, rather than say, wow, let's look into this, honey, he said, uh, you're, a, you're an embarrassment to the family. Uh, you know, I want a divorce and uh, use the power of his law firm and his connections to the Supreme Court in New York State to have this woman locked in a psychiatric hospital where she languishes now for the past several months against her will. <clears throat> they have a hearing today at 10:30 AM Eastern to determine whether she's going to be kept at that psychiatric facility called Rockland psychiatric hospital <clears throat> in up in uh, New York state near New York city. And during this next six months that they want to forcibly incarcerate her, they're also going to forcibly medicate her which means once she's full of these drugs, she's going to be in a position where she's not even going to be able to communicate with people. They're literally killing this woman through psychotropic drugs and forced incarceration. So she's simply trying to fight for custody of her children. 
She's a brilliant woman. I've spent multiple hours on the phone with her. We're going to get something posted in her words so people can hear that she's just like the rest of us. She's a concerned parent fighting for the rights of her children. Uh, when she tried to get the husband on board, he went the completely the opposite way, uh, admitted that he had been a victim of pedophilia in the past, Advict- admitted he still has a relationship with his victimizer. Does that mean he's a pedophile? We can't prove it. But when the husband starts attacking the wife for telling the truth, um, it shows presence of guilty mind and it's not looking too good for the husband. Regardless of that, the woman is not mentally ill. She should not be held in a psychiatric institution. Whatever the dispute is between the husband and wife, whatever the legal battle is, whatever the he said, she said, doesn't really matter. She's not psychotic, delusional, bipolar, or schizophrenic. She's clearly not a danger to herself or others. She's simply being locked up in a psychiatric facility because she was touching on the pedophile network that the elites are so pervasively involved in. And this seems to be an instance of that. They took $80 million from her. They took her house. They put her out in the street to sleep in her car. Uh, You know, they put a restraining order against her. They won't let her file her paperwork. They arrested her at the courthouse when she was filing because she wouldn't wear a mask. The whole thing's a complete nightmare. So we're asking as many courtroom observers to be at her virtual appearance as can possibly make it. You don't have to talk. You don't have to say who you are. Just show up. Click the link that Tim's going to post. Enter the passcode 1212. That's 1212. And you can be there as a witness. Put yourself on mute. You don't have to say a word. You don't even have to listen. Just be there and show the court that you care enough to investigate and inquire and see what's going on with all this. And then if it goes good, if it goes well, and they let, release her, praise be the Lord. And if they hang on to her for another six months and forcibly medicate her, I would really encourage everybody to come out of the woodwork, make phone calls. We'll be posting numbers for the players involved. We'll be doing that later today or first thing tomorrow if this goes bad and the court orders her held for six more months. Think about spending Christmas in a padded room when you're perfectly mentally sound, strictly because you had a fight with a powerful spouse uh, and now you're locked in a cage for six more months, forcibly medicated. And I know how these things go. They will strap you to a table and stick needles full of chemicals in your arm until you're walking around in circles staring at the floor. And then you do appear to be mentally ill. And that's how they get most of these people locked up. So we're trying to nip this in the bud. I appreciate all the time you're giving this, Tim. Very nice of you. Once again, the video on YouTube that people might want to refer to just to find out more about the Movie Star Planet website being a child grooming uh, venue uh, is called Exposing a Pedophile on Movie Star Planet. So keep your kids away from Movie Star Planet, people. If, you ha- if they have any interaction with the Internet, Make sure they are not going to Movie Star Planet. Once again, their motto, as recently as a few years ago, was love and dating for children of all ages. I'm sorry to be so opinionated, but I don't think love and dating is for children of any age. It ought to be up to the parent to decide. You know, and then wait till they're can can we wait till they're eighteen or twenty or something (laughs) like that? You know, Eric, I I don't mind. I don't mind. I've often said. I have a real hard time with the, the term pedophile being used for those dealing with minors because, and when I say minors, I'm talking about those in puberty because our, you know, those a hundred years ago and beyond, people were getting married at 13, 14, 15. The body develops sure. at, a, at a rate to say, hey, 
we're of childbearing age. And so, you know, you would have right. 13, 14, 15. The Virgin Mary was probably, at the time she was a virgin, was probably 14, 15, 16 years old. That doesn't make Joseph right. a pedophile. And it, that's not what it is. <laughs> but we, but what we've done is we have not educated the mind to catch up with the growth of the body. We've been lazy in that as parents. Let's be honest about it. That's what we've done. And so we've raised the age of consents and all this other stuff up higher and higher to where now, I mean, Eric, people are getting married mid twenties, thirties and stuff. They lost a lot of their childbearing years that they could have used yeah. to bring forth children for the glory of God, a reward as Psalm 127, 128 says, it's a reward from him. It's a heritage. It is a blessing. Blessed is the man who has his quiver full of these children of arrows that he's going to shoot out into the world for the glory of God. And so that's been a way, you know, Unlike um, abortion or abortifacients and things like that, this has been a way that the devil has tricked the people of God into not having children or, or, or having right. them really late. So they only have a few. The numbers grow. Out, I mean, what do we read about in the book of Exodus? And not to get off on, on a different subject, but what do we read about in the book of Exodus? We read that the people of God came down, they settled in Goshen. And the Pharaoh who did not know Joseph before became frightened. Why? Because they were just growing in number. They were living peaceably. They were farming, doing all the stuff that they were doing, but they were living peaceably, but they were growing in numbers. And so it scared the Pharaoh to think they're going to come take us over when they had no intention of doing that at all. But the people of God here in the United States have been taught, oh, you need to have your 1.25 children and your two cars and your garage and your nice home and your lawn and all this stuff. Instead of saying, you know, God has called you to do these things, and specifically that is to raise your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Deuteronomy 6 is to have the commands of God in your heart and teach them diligently to your children. So with that said, Eric, thank you so much for coming on this morning, spending of your time uh, to tell us about this story. And I'm going to hit this point right here real quick. The appearance date is today, December the 12th, Monday, Rockland County Supreme Court. The lady's name is Elizabeth Harding Weinstein. The case number is 900327-22. And the link that you're going to go to is wowza, W-O-W-Z-A dot N-Y-Courts dot gov forward slash virtual court and virtual in court are capitalized. It's forward slash new, that's lowercase, and the rest is lowercase, forward slash st dash JD9 forward slash STJD9-1 and you want to use the passcode 1212 that will get you in. I'm going to make it a priority to also log in Eric just to show my presence there too because I do believe this is a way that we help one another. And if we're if we're serious, if we're actually serious, it's not a slogan, it's not to get votes, it's not a political thing. We're serious about really loving our neighbor and helping them then we'll take time to go. I mean, it's no skin off our teeth. It's no, it's no, it doesn't cost us anything to log in and be a presence there that might affect this outcome. Nope. And I got to tell you, why do I give time to it? Because should this happen to me, I would hope there'd be people like you who would go and say, Hey, Tim's in trouble out here. We need to just show up. You don't have to say anything. Maybe you don't want to say something, but may, you just have to click on the link and go there. I would want people to do that for me. And again, that goes back to, Loving your neighbor as yourself, you do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So, Eric, we really appreciate you very much, man, coming on early this morning and uh, spending so much time with you. I, I, 
I, I'm praying the Lord will intervene in this this situation that somehow maybe there'll be some nervousness, the fear of God putting this judge or whatever the case may be, and uh, release this lady uh, to her family uh, at this time of year. Guys, Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Eric, if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. And then tomorrow we'll be back with you, Lord willing, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you then. See you.